Support for KBUT is brought to you by Townie Books and Rumors Coffee and Tea House, serving Allegro organic coffee and fine loose leaf teas. Townie Books stocks new books and can special order anything. Drink coffee, read books, fight evil. Welcome to the West Elk Word. I'm Tony Todd, here today with Emily Andrasek-Peterson and Eric Peterson, co-directors of the Crested Butte Music Festival. Eric and Emily, thanks for joining me again. Of course, it's a pleasure. pleasure. This summer. Is this the third summer for you two? No, the second. Second. Second summer. Okay. It just feels like you guys have been here forever. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Definitely part of the community, for sure. Thank you. Well, let's start with a a brief introduction to both of you and uh, a little bit about your background and what brought you here. Eric, we'll start with you. Sure. Well, I play the viola and also the violin, but primarily the viola. And I started at a fairly advanced age for someone in my position. I was 10. And most young string players start when they're three or four years old, like Emily did. Uh, but I really loved music and ended up attending the Juilliard School and also the Cleveland Institute of Music, where I earned my doctorate. And uh, since that time, I've been playing chamber music. I play in a professional string quartet called Voxare and also uh, perform as soloist and chamber musician with other musicians. And my path led me to Crested Butte as an orchestral musician playing in the orchestra here and uh, immediately realized the unique and special qualities that make uh, Crested Butte so loved and wanted to be here as much as I could. And uh, we were appointed artistic directors two seasons ago. This is our second season. And it's been really a joy to share these world-class artists and our ideas for programming with the community. Emily? Well, as Eric mentioned, I started playing the violin when I was four years old. Uh, I started as a Suzuki kid. I'm sure most people know what that is by now. Um, And then I, I loved music the whole time, and I wanted to... At some point, I decided to make that my career. So I also attended the Juilliard School, where I received two degrees, and um, then also went up to Columbia University and received a doctorate up there in music and music education. And then I also play in the Voxari String Quartet with Eric, and I also was teaching as a teaching artist with the New York Philharmonic. So I went to schools in all of New York City's five boroughs and worked with school children in the public schools there. So I did that for about five years. So I have a really strong background in both music and in music education and performing. And I came here to Crested Butte also to play in the orchestra. I was here for three summers, one of which I performed as concertmaster. And then, um, as Eric mentioned, we were hired and appointed as artistic directors. And I remember the first time I was here, Eric actually wasn't with me, and I called him and I said, this place is so beautiful. I think it's probably the most beautiful place in all of Colorado. And I couldn't wait for him to come here and share it with me, and luckily he was able to come the next summer. Did you meet at Juilliard? Uh, we actually met before that. Uh, we were 14 when we met. Wow. Playing music <laughs> uh, in a youth orchestra, and started dating when we were 16. That's so romantic. Yes. yes. We've been together ever since. Ever since. Wow. Love and music. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> two good things to keep you together. Well, the CB Music Festival has sort of two main elements to it. One is education, which really falls under your bailiwick, 
Emily, and then also performance, which falls under yours, Eric. So Mm -hmm. let's start with the performance piece and talk about some of the artists that are coming. Sure. Well, uh, first of all, the season is inspired by the centennial celebrations around Leonard Bernstein. Uh, celebrating his 100th birthday. Of course, he's not with us any longer. Uh, But throughout the world, everyone is celebrating his legacy of artistic excellence, his legacy of being an incredible educator, and also social advocate. And uh, he left such a powerful legacy for us uh, that we wanted to explore that and partake in this worldwide celebration. So many of the concerts have to do with Bernstein, either directly performing his music, such as music from West Side Story, or performing music that he championed, such as our opera Falstaff, or just presenting a broad, diverse array of musics. Bernstein was a champion of equality and diversity, and I think we've captured that in our programming this season. We have a tremendously diverse group of performers coming, uh, unlike any that we've seen so far here in this festival. And I think it's really unique for any uh, music festival that's centered primarily around classical or art music to have this much diversity in it. Uh, And so we're really proud about that as well. Are there some featured artists you'd like to share? Sure. Well, uh, first of all, we have Charles Yang returning, festival favorite. Uh, He's an absolutely tremendous violinist. He's been at the festival for a number of years now. And he was just actually awarded the 2018 Bernstein Award. Uh, It's an international award uh, given to someone who's already achieved a lot in music. So it's really exciting for us to have him here uh, as that award recipient. And he'll be performing uh, twice for us. The first will be with the orchestra. He's performing Bernstein's Serenade, which is a violin concerto uh, that Bernstein wrote, accompanied not by full orchestra, but just strings and percussion. And it's a incredible piece, but not performed very often because of its technical demands and virtuosity. Uh, It's wildly difficult, but Charles has taken up the task, and I'm sure it's going to be just an incredible evening. And then he performs again the next evening at our gala, uh, and he'll be performing excerpts from Bernstein's West Side Story with pianist Peter Dugan, who's also returned. We have uh, introduced this year jazz, which really hasn't been at the festival before. We've had gypsy jazz, of course, and that will still be here. And we have this tremendous lineup, the very best gypsy jazz musicians in the world. But we wanted to also bring straight jazz to Crested Butte. And we have a couple of performers who are at the very pinnacle of the profession. The first is pianist Aaron Deal. He was a classmate of ours at Juilliard and is one of the rising stars of the jazz world. He opened the New York Phil's season last year, performing Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. He's performed a solos with the Cleveland Orchestra, uh, performed with Wynton Marsalis, really one of the most important young jazz pianists on the planet. And he'll be performing a solo jazz show. Uh, And then we have Don Byron, and I'm just tremendously excited about him, Uh, an acclaimed clarinetist, saxophonist, and composer. He was awarded a Guggenheim Prize, uh, a Rome Fellowship, and was a finalist for a Pulitzer Prize. And he's performing two concerts with us. The first is with pianist Oran Ortiz, and they'll be kind of sharing their uh, Haitian background, uh, the Caribbean background in their jazz, which I think is so fascinating. And then the second evening, uh, we have an all-star lineup performing Messiaen's Quartet for the End of Time. That's a free concert that's been supported by a grant, so we're really happy to share this uh, with the community for free. Messiaen's Quartet for the End of Time is perhaps the most important 20th century chamber work, and it's massive in its scope. 
Messian wrote it when he was in a concentration camp in Germany and wrote it for his fellow prisoners. So the instrumentation is violin. Emily will be performing that part. Don playing clarinet. And we have June Pock, a tremendous pianist, joining us. And then Jeffrey Zeigler, who is one of the great new music cellists in the world. He's a former cellist of the Kronos Quartet. And they'll be performing this massive work. It's about an hour in length. And it explores ideas of time and the infinite and spirituality and what it means to exist within that continuum. And it, I think it's the most stunning work written in the 20th century for sure. And the fact that we can offer that for free uh, is really special to us. So we're really looking forward to having Don here and so he can show off his skills both as a, a classical performer and a jazz performer. Tell us about sound image. So sound plays such an important role in films, although sometimes it's overlooked. And we wanted to highlight either films that are about music, have important music in them, or are just generally within our realm of presenting interesting music. So uh, we have a number of films that we're presenting in collaboration with the Crested Butte Film Festival. And the first of those is uh, a Bernstein film. He made these for CBS in the 50s and 60s. Uh, and they were fundamental in developing a new generation of audiences for music. They're broadcast every week, uh, weekend morning, and they're with the New York Philharmonic. And he explores topics about composers, musical ideas, musical fundamentals, uh, perhaps just an interesting instrument, and then builds an hour-long program around those. And they're some of my favorite things to watch growing up and still watch them today and share them with my university classes uh, because they're so well articulated. We're also presenting a film called The Colorado, which I think is particularly relevant to Crested Butte. It's about the river itself, about its ecology and the societies that were built up around that river and that depend on the river for survival. I think it's a particularly pertinent message for today. And the reason why we've brought it here is not only because of its message, but because of its music. Uh, the soundtrack was written by a number of leading young classical contemporary composers, most of whom live in New York. And uh, the soundtrack is performed by, again, leading groups of musicians, uh, Room Full of Teeth, Jeffrey Zeigler, who I already mentioned, who will be joining Emily in the Messian Quartet for the End of Time and other wonderful performers. So not only is the film powerful, the images are so moving, but the music also is utterly haunting and really helps to progress the narrative of the film. And then the uh, film festival will be presenting two films as well. Uh, one is The King, which deals with Elvis Presley, and the second is called Itzhak, which is about Itzhak Perlman, uh, the famous uh, virtuoso violinist. So I think both of those should be really fascinating as well. So we're happy to bring uh, this new element to the festival as we really seek to flesh out what music means in its role in society. Tell us about opera. Yes. Well, uh, the opera program is something truly special here in Crested Butte. This year we had over 600 applicants, some of the finest young opera singers in the world, applying for the 12 spots that we have here for our Crested Butte Opera Studio. And this season, you can hear them in a number of capacities. First, they'll be performing a cabaret evening, a music of Stephen Sondheim. And of course, we know that Sondheim collaborated with Bernstein on musicals such as West Side Story. So there's that tie-in with Bernstein again. 
Then they will be performing with the Crested Butte Symphony Orchestra with Maestro Tito Munez conducting. He's the conductor of the Phoenix Symphony. And we'll be performing an evening of Bernstein's songs. So your favorite songs from West Side Story, On the Town, Candide, etc. I think that's going to be a really spectacular and special evening. The music is just so wonderful. Then we have the opera itself. The opera this season is Falstaff, written by Giuseppe Verdi when he was nearly 80 years old. It's his last opera. Verdi was particularly interesting in his career because not only was he the most important Italian opera composer, but he was also a politician. Of course, Italy was just becoming a country at that time, and he played a huge role in that process. He was an important senator by the time, or by the time he had written Falstaff. And he turns to Shakespeare again for inspiration. He had done this a number of times in his career. And it's a humorous opera. Uh, it's very insightful and whimsical, uh, and the music is absolutely stunning. So I think it's a great vehicle to show off the skills of our young opera stars. Uh, so that's one not to be missed for sure. And the tie-in with Bernstein there, I guess, is twofold. The first of which is that Bernstein championed Falstaff. Uh, so it had fallen out of favor uh, in the early 20th century. Bernstein championed it and brought it back into the opera repertoire. Secondly, the conductor for the opera, Maestro Garman, actually owns a pair of Leonard Bernstein's cufflinks. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that came to be, uh, but I'm sure we'll hear about it this summer. And I think that's a pretty fascinating uh, connection between our theme and the conductor. So it's divine providence. And tell us about Opera for Kids. Certainly. So uh, the opera children's program is really a fascinating one and one that's unique uh, in all of the country so far as I know. And it allows children the opportunity to, of course, learn about opera, learn about, in this case, Italian diction as they prepare to perform in Falstaff, but also about how to express their creativity, how to gain self-assurance, uh, self-confidence, and to uh, really learn to express themselves in a healthy way. And so it's fascinating to see these children come in and perhaps not know all that much about music, uh, but leave as far more confident people uh, and develop some interesting, healthy skills along the way. So their development isn't solely musical, and we're really proud of that particular program. What age range? Uh, this year, uh, we have children ranging from 7 to 14 or so. So we have a nice broad range there. And uh, the director really does a great job of incorporating those different age ranges uh, into the program. Nobody feels singled out or left out or behind developmentally. Uh, so it really is a fascinating thing. And of course, it's always a joy to see the children perform on stage in a fully staged opera such as this. If you're just joining us here today on the West Elk Word, I'm Tony Todd here with Emily Andesek-Peterson and Eric Peterson, co-artistic directors for the Crested Butte Music Festival. Well, speaking of kids, maybe Emily will move to you on this one. Tell us about the Crested Butte Music Festival Bluegrass Camp. 
Of course. Well, this is such a fun camp for kids. And again, it's uh, children come in with all different levels of playing. Some have never touched an instrument before or never sung in public. And others come with some knowledge about an instrument. And they, they get together and they work for an entire week with our amazing new director, Bonnie Sims. Um, she's been here before, but this is her first summer actually leading the program. And then the Bluegrass Kids Camp starts on Monday. And the final performance is such a joy to watch them perform and get up and play pieces that they've created that week um, and come together as ensembles. And they've really taken so much ownership and uh, creativity in their projects that they present. So I hope everyone in the town will come and support them. And their performance will be the following Friday. I'm really curious about this title on your educational lineup. What is Hot Club Dream Camp? (laughs) It's a great name, isn't it? It is. (laughs) So the Hot Club Dream Camp involves our gypsy jazz musicians who are in residence for the last week of July. And the Hot Club Gypsy Jazz Camp brings together uh, amateur and professional gypsy uh, gypsy jazz musicians um, from all over the country. And they come here to study and work with our professional performers that will be performing throughout the week. They work together in ensembles and uh, practice and play. They have uh, late night jam sessions that they'll do together. Uh, you'll also see them around town. We have a few uh, lunchtime concerts set up, so they will be performing there. And they might just do some pop-up things around town as well. But it's really a fun time to see them get together and jam. And they play all kinds of gypsy jazz tunes, but they also throw in some regular jazz, some country, and some other music. So I'm sure you'll hear them playing some of your favorite tunes. For the uninitiated, can you describe the difference or the distinction between gypsy jazz and other genres? Sure. Well, gypsy jazz was started in the 1920s by Jingo Reinhardt in Paris. So it's really a kind of European Paris tradition that started in the, I guess, underground clubs. And it's kind of a big collaboration or amalgamation of a lot of different kinds of music. So you'll hear some uh, gypsy type tunes that you might hear wandering around Europe, but then they throw in some American jazz tunes and then some other folk or whatever things that they might put together and uh, create their own style of music. It's also a different uh, kind of ensemble. So they don't have any drums or percussion, but they have um, three guitars and they'll have a double bass player. Sometimes they'll have a, one of the musicians will be a vocalist as well. Um, You'll have an accordion player. Uh, So it's a little bit different than an American jazz ensemble, which would have guitar, percussion, double bass, piano. So that's also the difference. I think the gypsy jazz is much more movable, like the gypsies. (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit more about other educational programs going on through the summer. Well, one that we started last year was the Orchestral Fellows Program. And already in its one year of existence, we've really seen some tremendous gains from it. Uh, It invites auditioned young pre-professional or early career professional musicians to sit alongside our professional musicians in the orchestra. And that provides them valuable insight into what it means to be a professional, how to prepare for orchestral auditions, and also gives them a great network uh, in which they can operate. So our first class came last year, and in that time since, we've had a number of the fellows win fairly prominent orchestral jobs throughout the country, so we're really proud about that. And we've also seen them uh, work within that network that they developed here to get orchestral jobs or to sub with an orchestra uh, or to get an in with a professor at a school. 
Uh, so it's been really fruitful for those musicians, and we can't wait to have this newer crop coming in. Uh, it's an entirely new class, save for one person, uh, and uh, we look forward to them achieving great things as well. So again, this is a pretty unique program, uh, and it really is beneficial for these early career musicians uh, and gives them a head start in developing a sustainable, successful, and satisfying career. Tell us about the adult chamber. The Adult Chamber Music Program is now in its second year, and it is designed for adult amateur musicians. Uh, so they're not professional musicians, but they are lovers of music. Um, so last year in our first class, we had scientists, uh, lawyers, uh, music therapists. Uh, it's a big mix of different kind of professionals, but they love music, and they've been playing music in some form for many years as adults. Um, some of them even started as children. Um, so it was really nice to see them come together here in Crested Butte and to make music. We spent the entire week with them. And we, what I think is special about our program is that the professionals that we have working here, such as Eric and myself, where this summer we're bringing in the Altius Quartet, they will actually be sitting in with the chamber musicians. So again, it's kind of like our fellowship program where we have professional musicians alongside these amateur chamber musicians here in this program. And they'll be playing this summer some really exciting music, including the Schumann Piano Quintet, which I'm really looking forward to. And they will be in daily rehearsals and master classes all day long, probably some jam reading sessions as well. Are a lot of these folks folks who are fairly accomplished musicians, but they've never really performed? Is that part of the training here to teach people how to focus and perform and mm -hmm. be able to be on stage maybe for the first time in some cases? Absolutely. Um, some of them... I wouldn't say this is necessarily the first time that they've been on stage, but it's certainly one of the first times that they've worked really hard to get some music at the point where they can perform it on a very, very high level. Um, so then they, that's why they will be focusing on just one or two pieces throughout the week, and they'll get a taste of what professionals do in our own rehearsals, where it's like very nitpicky, and we want it to be the absolute best so that we can perform it in public. Well, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's a cool experience for people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and to be here in Crested Butte again. And I suspect some of those folks forge lifelong friendships beyond that and maybe even stay in touch beyond that experience, right? Absolutely. We have quite a few people returning this year from last year. Tell us a little bit about the gala. That's the big event, right? It is the very big event that's coming up and I'm really excited about it. It's going to be like a 1950s jazz club in New York City. Uh, you can think Sinatra, also Bernstein. And speaking of Bernstein, Charles Ying will be performing with Peter Dugan and they will be playing Bernstein's West Side Story Suite for violin and piano, which will be such a treat. It's an amazing piece of music. Uh, we also have a jazz band that will be performing um, during dinner and for dancing afterwards. And we're inviting everyone to dress up <laughs> in 1950s fashion, which should be a lot of fun. Where, where will it take place? It'll be taking place up in the... It's at the Lodge at Mountaineer Square. All right. Well, so where can folks find the schedule and learn about all these performances and where they can see some of these great musicians? You can find our schedule and lineup and calendar and tickets on our website at crestedbeatmusicfestival.org. You can also look us up on Facebook. We do a lot of postings. We have some really fun videos and uh, information that might not be on our website, but certainly up on our Facebook page. What would you say to those folks who maybe classical music hasn't been in their experience in life and maybe opera hasn't been in their experience in life and how would you convince them that they maybe should give it a try? They might find something and discover something beautiful that they hadn't known of before. 
Well, that's a great question. I think there are two points to that. First of all, if you despise classical music, you're not willing to give it a chance. That's fine because we have so many other things on offer. Uh, so if you like jazz or gypsy jazz or electronic music. Or singer-songwriters. Singer-songwriters. Or an electric rocking string quartet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you name it, you can see it. So don't despair. Don't dismiss the, the festival because of your perception of it. But if you do want to give it a shot, I recommend that you do. I teach an intro to music course at university, and one of the assignments that I request that they do is to attend a concert performed by the Colorado Symphony. And I hear universal groaning about it the first day of class. I don't want to go see this old concert. I don't want to see an orchestra. I don't like this music. Universally, after they've seen it, they all admit to its life-changing qualities. It opens up a world to them that they had no idea existed. Uh, And I would also say that universally they attend more concerts in that area. Uh, So I would say give it a shot. I think you'll be amazed at the energy, the vivacity, uh, the creativity, the skill of the artists, the uh, precision with which they play. It's astounding, and it's something you can't see anywhere else. If you think you like basketball or hockey or any other sport in which there's teamwork and precision and energy, you're going to find that tenfold uh, at, for example, an orchestra concert. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that being a musician is somewhat an athletic endeavor. It's definitely a, a motor skills mm-hmm. as, as well as a, a, an expression and a creative expression. And people, when you see someone who's really, really proficient, it's, it's a marvel. Absolutely. And I would also add that Eric will be presenting and talking about classical music in our new listening parties. So if maybe you are not sure if you like classical music, you want to learn a little bit more about it, you should come and listen to Eric talk about it. And we have a number of pre-concert discussions as well, uh, where I'll be discussing the music that will be performed later on that evening. So, uh, for example, the Messan concert, if you want to come hear that, I'll be discussing uh, that piece uh, an hour before the show. You can come learn about it and then hear it performed, which is pretty neat. And we'll let you get your feet wet so you know what you're hearing, what you're about to hear, and prepare you for that. All right. Well, Emily and Eric, we could probably talk on and on about music today. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for joining us here today on the West Elk Word and the Crescent Butte Music Festival starting here in early July and lasting through August 11th. Excellent. All right. Thank you both. Thank you so much. That concludes this edition of the West Elk Word. You can listen to this or any edition of the program anytime. Go to kbut.org, click Programs, then West Elk Word. Up next, Think Radio with Alan Wardis. At 1 o'clock, it's NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And at 2 o'clock, the Aloha Connection. This is Tony Todd for the West Elk Word. You're tuned to KBUT Crested Butte and KGNI Gunnison. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
This hour of programming is underwritten by the Public Policy Forum of Crested Butte, bringing speakers to discuss local, national, and international issues on Wednesday evenings at 7.30 p.m. at the Center for the Arts. CrestedButteForum.org for a full list of speakers and topics.